Hello and welcome to Spicy Times. My name is Oliver Spicer. And I'm Louis. Louis, can you describe yourself in a board game? Uh, checkers. Checkers? Yep. Is that like drafts? Yeah, yeah. same thing. Okay. Why do you associate yourself with that? Because I'm chess, but not smart. <laughs> you are chess. I am chess, but just not, not, not smart. What would chess be as a person? That's like, that's more like Stephen Hawking type thing. I'm oh, okay. More, I'm more yeah. checkers. All right. You just don't think you're quite that yeah. intelligent for chess? Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. I also like in checkers queening yourselves. Yeah. I don't know what that means as a personality trait. But that's me. Power, maybe? <laughs> Height? <laughs> I want another of myself on top of myself. <laughs> Vertically, uh, for more height. Yeah. So I can reach. As everyone does. Well, this is Spicy Times, the podcast full of games. And our first strange game is Animal Tinder. I'll give Louis a pair of animals, and he must say if they are romantically compatible... If not, we suggest animals that would be better suited dates. You ready I, for the first two animals? I am. Great. Yeah. So our first pair are ants and caterpillars. Ants can, like, carry heavy stuff, right? Yeah, they can. So what if they carry the caterpillar? Carry the caterpillar? Yeah. I like that around places. Yeah. It's free travel. Yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. Would they be strong enough for one ant? Maybe need some friend ants. An too. army of ants. Yeah. Instead of... Third wheelers, it's third, fourth, fifth wheelers. Yeah. That you carry... Even more awkward. Yeah. (laughs) You bring on a relationship. Actually, if it's um, even pairs, you could be, like, double dating a bunch of times. Yeah. With ants, and then one guy with an ant and a caterpillar. Acceptance in the insect world. Of course. Uh, What happens when they turn into a butterfly? Um, Then they start flying around the ants. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a codependent relationship. Yeah. So the ant does his work and then he gets uh, a reward. Oh, yeah, because that's yeah. what relationships <laughs> are all about. <laughs> Prizes and rewards. Yep. <laughs> so do you think that's a good match or a bad match? Uh, I think it's good, but maybe, maybe it would be like a polyamorous relationship. Oh, okay. Because there's like multiple ants. Oh, yeah, because it's like a hive mind. Yeah. You would have to see one ant, but it would really be every ant in the nest thing. Yeah. Okay. And they all look the same. Yeah. So they just switch. It would get very confusing. Yeah. As a butterfly or caterpillar, depends where you are at this point, really. Um, you would get very confused about who you're dating. Yeah. Okay. I like the twist in it. Um, I think it would be good maybe as a romantic comedy, not in real life. No, maybe not. It would be like creepy in real life, but good in a romantic comedy. Yeah. Okay. What about turtles? And tortoises. Um, do they, do they like, cross over between sea and land? Ooh. Or, or do they, like, stay in each one? Maybe if you have, like, a turtle and a tortoise that, like, are on a beach. Yeah. They could fall in love. And it's also, like, romantic because it's a beach. Oh, like, yeah. With, like, a sunset. They could meet in the middle. Could they? I don't know how they breathe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they could meet, like, halfway somehow. Yeah. Half in water, half out. What yeah. effect would that have on their relationship? Maybe maybe it would strengthen their relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because, I don't know, like, they're independent, but, like, together. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. So they only meet when they meet each other. Yeah. And that's only when they step on land. Maybe they communicate with seaweed. They oh, write okay. messages in seaweed. Like texts. Yes. That kind of flow. Flow over. How would the turtle... Wait, how would the tortoise throw 
would it throw the he seaweed? Goes, he goes with like messages in a bottle type thing. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But you still need like a kind of launcher thing. He's strong. He's strong. Oh, okay. He's he very strong. It. He's a nice uh, big chap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people often get confused between them. Would that have a bad effect on their relationship? Uh, or maybe they're more equal if people see them as the same thing. Oh, yeah. There's, okay. There's not as many fights in their relationship. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that also a positive relationship? Yeah. Too many good relationships. <laughs> we need to ruin them. Okay. Our next set is peacocks and cockroaches. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> a peacock deserves better than a cockroach. Oh my god, rude, man. I hate them, they're so annoying. Okay, that's fair enough. Peacocks or cockroaches, which one? <laughs> the cockroaches. Ah, uh, okay. But can't cockroaches, like, live through radiation and yeah, getting, like, stamped that's, on that's and stuff? That's even worse. I want them to die and they don't. They don't die. <laughs> <laughs> even worse when the peacock think their boyfriend-girlfriend has died... But then they come back alive. So it's like trauma. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It might be a bit interesting. Yeah, but how would you date a cockroach? I don't like him. I don't know. Go to a bar? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where cockroaches go. Go to like an unsanitary place. I was expecting you to know this. It wouldn't be like a fine dining. It would be the opposite of fine dining. Yeah. Unfine dining. You can never get a divorce because you never... He never dies. He never goes away. That's not how divorces yes, work. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is in the animal kingdom. <laughs> what about the peacock? Because it's very... The males are very beautiful. And they have yeah. their uh, colorsome... Colorsome? Colorsome feathers. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and then cockroaches look horrible. And That's no the one opposite, likes them. yeah. But then if you're a peacock, like, if you're next to a cockroach, you're going to look even more beautiful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a cockroach, you always look bad, so... Yeah. <laughs> but then, maybe the cockroach, like the ant, could hitch a ride on the peacock. Did they fly? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. So, good or bad relationship? Bad. <laughs> Cockroaches do not deserve to be happy. I will not allow it. Wow. Okay, so then we need to decide which animals they would be better suited to date. Okay. The cockroach, I feel like you're very against. No, he, he cannot have a partner. What? Or she cannot have a partner. Everyone Just deserves love. Any cockroach. No, except from cockroaches, apparently. No. Okay. Maybe, could you put it with something that would be intentionally a bad relationship, then? Fire. Fire? <laughs> the concept of fire. <laughs> they, can, uh, they can hug, and uh, that's that. Uh, peacocks. What would be a good date for them? A little, a little puffin. Oh, yeah, like the penguin one. Yeah, I like puffins. Yeah, that's cool. Next, we have pigs and elephants. I don't, I don't know. I thought about these two because they're kind of the same style. <laughs> style, <laughs> as in they're one both has a trunk and one doesn't. Yeah, but they're both kind of uh, meaty, flabby. Yeah, yeah, I get. It. Um, but they're just different sizes, really, and the trunk. Yeah, and bigger tusks i mean they're both hunted well i mean pigs aren't really hunted they're just more farmed yeah okay but maybe they could hide away together oh that's sweet could an elephant transport a pig yeah he picks them up with the with the trunk Uh uh-huh puts them on his back yeah Yeah. free showers as well yeah because pigs are very dirty or stereotypically very dirty (laughs) we do not we do not yeah we do not condone anti-pig stereotypes on this podcast Um, anti anti uh, anti cockroach yeah no we're all for that (laughs) We have very specific prejudices. Yeah. Prejud- 
Prejudice. 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 <laughs> Roll the prejudice and see who you hate. <laughs> um, yeah. Good, bad. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I think it's good. They're, they're sort of on the run together. Do you think their kind of environments would be okay? Overlapping? Like the farm life and the savannah life? Uh, I think maybe you can meet in the middle. Again, like the turtle and tortoise. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, when they're on the run, I don't think they'll be in either. I think they'll be in multiple different biomes. Okay, yeah. Nice. I like that. And finally, cheetahs and sloths. Yeah, no, they're, they're pretty opposite. Yeah. Yep. But maybe, is that like opposites attract? Or is that like opposites <laughs> repel? <laughs> <laughs> Sloths kind of go up, go up trees and just kind of sit there. That's true. Yeah. Cheetahs go on the land and then run about, run away. Yeah, I mean, I think they also run after things as well yeah. as running away. <laughs> That's kind of a negative depiction of cheetahs there. I'm sorry. Yeah, sloths also have quite big claws. Yeah. Um, would that maybe get in the way of cheetahs? I mean, I think cheetahs are going to be like a uh, 20th century uh, straight relationship where it's like mm-hmm. the male does everything and the yeah. female stays at home, but the female is the sloth. And the male okay. is like the cheetah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's okay. like bring sexism back, but in the animal <laughs> kingdom, because the the sloth is like he's too slow to adapt. All right, yeah. To, to modern, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you saying the sloths, the cheetahs could kind of help out the sloths because they're really yeah. slow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So is that a yes for they match? Um. Yeah. Okay, so basically, we got every one of them is a pair, apart from the cockroach. Yeah, because I don't like them. <laughs> Our next game is Six Degrees of Honeybees. Louis and I will try and connect random people, places, or objects to honeybees in the lowest number of steps. Alright. Do you want an example? Yeah, okay. Okay, coffee. Yeah. So, I'm going to go coffee mm-hmm. is kind of like tea. Mm-hmm. Tea, you can have, you can add honey to tea. Mm-hmm. Honey comes from bees, honey bees. <laughs> yeah. So that's free connections, and yeah. we're just trying to get the lowest possible amount. Okay. Our first <laughs> random thing that we need to connect to honeybees is shoes. Uh, bees don't wear shoes. <laughs> bees. <laughs> <laughs> can we get, like, a maybe a bit more specific than that? I mean, that's pretty good, no? Maybe I'll go um, first then. <laughs> um, shoes. I want to go with a style of shoes that would be yeah. good. I want to go with Vans. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go with the most popular kind of style of Vans is those checkered Vans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to connect that to stripes somehow. So I'm going to go... I'm going to connect checkers to chess. Oh, I'm running out. <laughs> <laughs> chess to another game mm-hmm. known as pool. Which is a kind of loose connection, but I'm uh-huh. going to take it. Um, pool has striped balls. Mm-hmm. Honeybees have stripes. I think mine was better. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in one. Do you want to try again? So you get shoes, right? Yeah, of course. What do you put in shoes? Socks. Yeah. Oh, God. And then you're just going to go to stripey <laughs> socks. You know, that is so much better than mine. Stripey then stripey socks. socks, then honeybees. Yeah. Okay, that one, that one was pretty easy. This one... A little harder. Orchestras. As in big people, no, big amount of people playing music. Orchestras play Flight of the Bumblebee. Honeybee. Oh, I did not think (laughs) of that. Can I get it in less than that? Probably not. That was one. (laughs) Um, Hmm. Orchestras. 
I want an instrument. Yeah. Guitars. Mm-hmm. Are s- not really an orchestra. <laughs> okay, let's go mandolins. Is it mandolin? Is that like the guitar shaped? Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's, <laughs> let's go, go back. back. Let's we're, go back. We're going into okay. a band. This is not an orchestra. <laughs> I'm forming a band called uh, Oliver Spicer and the Honeybees. Uh, we <laughs> I'd, play... actually, I'd actually, I'd be interested. That actually sounds like quite a cool band. Yeah. We only play Flight of the Bumblebees in different genres. And your first song's called Money Trees. Money Trees. Nice. <laughs> Wait, how, but it's just Flight of the Bumblebees, <laughs> renamed. Yeah. <laughs> and we wear Vans. <laughs> we're sponsored by Van. Vans. We're sponsored by a Van. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One singular shoe. It's very rich. Um, orchestras, piano keys. Mm-hmm. As in orchestra, piano, piano keys. Mm-hmm. Um, zebras. They have black and white. Yeah. Striped honeybees. Nice. Nice. Uh, the technique for me so far has been connected to striped. The technique for me has just been cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the flight of the bumblebee one that was actually pretty smart. Waterfalls. Um, waterfalls. Yeah. And so do bees. <laughs> Sometimes when they don't fly. <clears throat> waterfalls. That scene in Indiana Jones with the ants. Mm-hmm. And then they go down a waterfall. Yeah. Um, ants, insects, honeybees are insects. There you go. That's free. It wasn't stripes this time. It wasn't stripes. New tactic connected to ants. <laughs> I'm gonna say random stuff and then try and link it. Oh, right. Because I can't think of any actual connection. Okay. Waterfalls. Yeah. Cause erosion. Okay. Underwater. Yeah. Erosion happens also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in streams with water okay yeah underwater erosion again yeah uh and then it goes into the ocean yeah bees um okay streams give water to the ground yeah and then flowers can therefore grow and then flowers are pollinated by bees and honeybees yeah i like that that was like six that was a lot that was good that was six degrees of honeybees okay well done our next game is a quiz, Gibberish Jobs, in which Louis must guess the correct odd job out of three possible options, two of which I have made up. Okay. Are you ready for the first set? Yeah. Which is the real job? Bicycle fisher, boot fisher, or fishing rod fisher? It cannot be fishing rod fisher. Why is that? Because that is too obvious, <laughs> and I do not trust it. The person is fishing for fishing rods. Oh. Yeah, like lost. I thought it meant rods. like boot fish. I thought it was like you go in your car and you fish. <laughs> I don't know, like because a car's a boot. Oh, okay, I know, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> you, set in a, uh, you set up an ecosystem in your boot. Yeah. And then you fish in there. <laughs> yeah. Very small fish, but uh, you can just boil the boot and then it's wait. like. Yeah, so but wait, we're fishing for fishing yeah. rods. So the first one. Is fishing for bicycles. The okay. second one is fishing for boots, as in shoes, mm-hmm. as in bees. Mm-hmm. And the th- uh, third one is uh, fishing for fishing rods. Fishing for fishing rods kind of makes sense. Why is that? People can drop their fishing rods yeah. while fishing. Uh huh. And you have to fish for the fishing rods and you get an extra fishing rod. Do you think you get someone better to fish the fishing rods or someone worse to fish the fishing rods? 
<laughs> you get a better fisher to fish your fishing rod out the fishing lake. <laughs> and then, and then he has two fishing rods, and then can t- uh, and then can catch two more fishing rods. Oh, okay. Now he has four fishing rods. But you need to supply him with the fishing rod to get your f- original fishing rod back. Yeah. So you only hire the person. Yeah, but it's a, it's a fishing rod scheme. He does okay. fishing rods every time. What's the technique? It's a scheme. Yeah, because, okay, right. Someone drops their fishing rod okay. in the fishing lake. Yeah. He comes in with his fishing rod. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has one fishing rod, therefore can fish up oh, yeah. one fishing rod. Oh, okay, When yeah. he has two fishing rods, he can fish up two fishing rods. Now he has four. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps going. It keeps going by two every time. Until it gets to, like, 1,024. Yeah, and nice. then and then he has, like, a shop where he sells old fishing rods, and it's all the same person's fishing rod, because they keep dropping. <laughs> but when you fish a fishing rod, does that mean it becomes your fishing rod? Yeah, it's the rule. It's <laughs> <laughs> the number it's one the rule, fishing man. rule. It's the, yeah, it's the what day one. What you fish is yours. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense, yeah. Yep. So really, it's the in-between for fishing shops to get more rods. Yeah. Okay. Do you think more rods are ever produced, or like no. does the new stock just come from? Yeah, comes where from, where did they came from in the, the first lakes. place? We don't want to question. It turns it, out they're natural; <laughs> they grow <laughs> yeah. in the lakes. Um, is there any technique to fishing fishing rods? Um, you want to interlock the hooks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you maybe put like bait on the hooks? Like because fish want worms, you put a worm on the hook. But what do fishing rods want? <laughs> fishing rods want boots. Boots. So you put a boot on your fishing yeah. rod. The other fishing rods like oh, attracted dude, to I'm it. I'm gonna go yeah. and get the boot. Uh, I mean, the bad thing is that like the mass fishing rod schemes in like the Pacific Ocean and stuff like that, they're just ruining the fishing rod <laughs> ecosystem at this point in time. That's a real concern that we have. Yeah, it is. Because it's a staple for and no one's even fishers. talking about it. Except <laughs> from eyes. us, we are the truth. <laughs> Open your eyes and stop dropping your fishing rods or start not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's our slogan. No one understands what it means. Um, it's up for interpretation. <laughs> it's a very artistic slogan mm-hmm. in that uh, way. What about bicycle fishers? I don't think a fishing rod would be strong enough Okay. to get to bring up a bicycle. Would you maybe need some kind of magnetic attachment? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need like multiple fishing rods. Oh yeah, <laughs> more multiple fishing rods. Step uh, one: you go to a lake and fish some fishing rods. Step two: you use the multiple fishing rods to, to get, get bicycles. Step three: you bike to fish. To get... <laughs> and it just goes higher and higher. Yeah. Uh, that's how you take over the world. <laughs> Do you think bicycles would make good fishing equipment for fisher people? I do not think so, but maybe they're, maybe they're like a seat. Oh, and yeah, okay. They, and they can, maybe they're used to power the fishing rod. Oh, okay. It's like a new advanced An electric. A, a Tesla fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like one of those stationary yeah. uh, cycling things. And it has like, a, has like a thermal display and it knows where the fish are. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. It's advanced. Yeah. And it tells you where to go yep. to fish. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure what's it got to do with bicycles, though. Because you use the bicycle to power it. Yeah. Okay, so it's more of getting 
equipment. Getting, acquiring the bicycle. Yeah, 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 that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get fishers to do I it. I don't even know how the bicycles get in there. Does everyone, like, jump off just before <laughs> they hit the lake? It's like a James Bond kind yeah. of thing. You everyone, jump off just everyone before. Everyone jumps off in slow-mo like James Bond. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, for stunts for James Bond movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the stunt people have to hire bicycle fishers to get all of the uh, props out. And their payment is one bike for yeah. their Tesla rod. <laughs> the trick is not to tell the bicycle fishers that bicycle stores exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they are lured into your trap of working for you. Uh, what about boot fishers? Well, you can maybe like you can't find any more boots, but like you have an odd number of boots. Then oh, okay. what do you do? You wear one boot. That's not good enough. Maybe that's the problem with boot fishing. They're hired by themselves to get the boots because they always want an even number of boots. Okay. But somehow they always end up with an odd number of boots. But no one can wear an odd number of boots. That doesn't make sense. Because they use the boot as bait. Because boots are naturally attracted to boots. Yeah. Because, you know, you want to be of a number boot if you're a boot because they're mm-hmm. in a pair. Yeah. <laughs> this has just become like repeating words. How much can you repeat a word? Um, so therefore, you just put a boot on a hook. And the other boot comes. Yeah. But then you can't get the original boot off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very sad. Do you think it would be hard to get boots that match? Yeah, it would be hard. Would you throw back any boots that, like... Well, no, you want to keep them all, because what if you find the pair? But then oh, you okay. the other one yeah. back. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very sad. How would you dry the boots? They've been in, like, a lake for yeah. a couple years. I'll be honest. I think if you get two, like, wet boots, but, like, they're a pair, I think they want to be together anyway. Oh, okay. accept each other. So really, the cockroach should be replaced by a boot, and that would be better for a peacock. Yeah. Because they're more accepting. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, which one do you think is a real job? Bicycle fisher, boot fisher, or fishing rod fisher? I'm going to go with bike fisher. You're correct, and I've got some information for you. It's from the Netherlands, because they have so many bikes, and also oh. so many... Canals. Canals. Mm-hmm. So it's a real big problem there. Yeah. Because of all the James Bond stunt <laughs> wannabes. <laughs> okay, our next pair. Which is the real job? Teddy bear cuddler, teddy bear showerer, or teddy bear surgeon? I want to be a teddy bear cuddler. Okay, what does um, that entail? I cuddle teddy bears and test if they're soft enough. Ooh, I like that. If they are, then I, I give them the green light and mm-hmm. they can sell them. Maybe you cuddle them if like the child that owns the teddy bear is worried about it feeling lonely and it's I going cuddle, away I cuddle them while they're not there yeah exactly that's kind of creepy i don't like <laughs> i don't want to be a teddy bear cuddler <laughs> i liked it when it was like testing like i don't know maybe maybe i cuddle the teddy bear consistently for like a year You're right. not like not like for a year long but like okay you know and Once then, a week and for then a year. I, yeah and then i test the durability of the teddy bear oh and right. i also test yeah. like how cuddly the teddy bear is mm-hmm. and i have like a bunch of criteria to test whether so it's, it's like a enough. very long-term employment yeah mm-hmm. i can see that happening how do i sign up for this <laughs> you just start cuddling a teddy bear <laughs> okay, okay and then How'd someone will paid? come up to you yeah if you're doing a very good job yeah what about teddy bear showerer so you're showering teddy bears would you want to shower a teddy bear would you want to like put it Clean in a washing it? machine i don't know maybe Maybe people feel like their teddy bears are real, so they just put it in a shower and yeah. of a, a washing machine. But, like, there's someone that is employed to do that. Yeah. So, how would that work? 
because people do not know how to they, they don't want to put it in a washing machine because uh-huh. it, it de humanizes it well i was gonna say that but it's more de-teddifies 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 the teddy yeah of course um so they need to get someone to shower it yeah they have these special teddy bear shower equipment oh, okay you know you got like teddy bear shampoo teddy bear conditioner I hate it when the teddy bear uh, shampoo gets in their teddy bear eyes. Yeah. And then you need to, like, wipe it off and it hurts. Yeah. And when they put on a teddy bear face mask. Oh, yeah, of course. It just doesn't come off completely. (laughs) (laughs) you still got, like, pieces of dried avocado in there (laughs) six weeks later. Um, So that sounds like a bad job to have. (laughs) Because you're just destroying a teddy bear (laughs) by pampering it for really weird reasons. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's for people that need to practice um, on how to pamper someone, like in spas. And they get paid? Yeah, to practice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You want, like, really top-of-the-class people in yeah. your spa. So you practice with teddy bears. Yeah. It's the same. But they also get paid for that. Yeah. So they're teddy bears showers. I don't know how the showering comes into effect. <laughs> That's like, I've never been to a spa, but I hope they don't... <laughs> they don't shower you. They don't shower with me. Um, what about Teddy Bear Surgeon? What, what happened to him? <laughs> what he didn't quit smoking, that's what happened. I had surgery, and I had a teddy bear while I had surgery. Oh, okay. And then they, like, put, like, a bandage on my teddy bear because I had a bandage. And they were like, this will make him feel better. Is that a voodoo doll? <laughs> Did they like squeeze it and you you felt the pain? <laughs> they did. They did the operation on the teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> there was a muddle up in it. <laughs> Louis was like, "No, it's me. I swear." <laughs> they were like, "I'm sorry. This this teddy bear. We gotta fix it, man." And that's uh, that's the teddy bear operators. They accidentally switch it up and they do on teddy bears instead. Is that why I always see cotton coming out of your mouth? <laughs> Were your organs replaced with... If I squeeze you, do you say Look, something? I would like to talk about it, alright? <laughs> um, okay, so what do you think a teddy bear surgeon would do? Um, Perform operations on teddy bears? <laughs> yeah. No, I really don't like them. They put they put a, they put put a a plaster on it, but then the plaster, I took it off, and it, like, took out all the, all the fur. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was very sad, actually. I guess if you do take off a plaster, it kind of takes out blood. Yeah. Not that much blood, but... Yeah. The blood that was there. Yeah, took off the fur of the teddy bear. That is sad. Yeah. You need, you need a professional teddy bear operator who knows what they're doing. To fix that. Mm-hmm. And a nurse to, like, kind of tidy up. Yeah, it's teddy bear operation, like, maybe, like, the teddy bear broke, and then, like, you pay them to, like, sew it back together mm-hmm. type thing. Maybe, yeah. But I think that that would be realistic. So which one do you think is the real job? Teddy bear cuddler, teddy bear showerer, or teddy bear surgeon? Uh, the latter, the teddy bear surgeon operator. You're absolutely correct. Two out of two so far. Are you ready for the final set of jobs? Yeah. This one is tricky. Professional melon sculptor, professional cheese sculpture, or professional mold sculpture? Mold sculpture. Mold, yeah. You mold the molds. (laughs) You make a mold for the mold. Yeah. And then you sculpt using the mold. Wait. What is this like? Yeah. So you make the mold so that other people can sculpt with the mold. But it's no, it's with mold. As with in, mold. Yeah, as in the stuff that grows when you oh. leave something out too you leave long. Leave a teddy bear. Yeah. Too long. Oh no, I don't like that anymore. No, no, I don't like it. I thought it was like they make the molds. Oh yeah, for sculptures. Yeah. yeah. 
but <laughs> but no no um that's kind of gruesome do you think there's a market for that no anywhere cockroaches my life <laughs> it's for the cockroaches date it's what they think peacocks are into yeah okay what about professional melon sculptor um i don't know would they fit together or do like do you like take the melon apart like you mash it up and then sculpt Ooh, out of it. like make a kind of clay out of the melon yeah i'm not quite sure because ever like if you if you leave like just big round watermelons mm-hmm. yeah it wouldn't look that great but if you like you got the actual watermelon that you eat like yeah. the red bit yeah. And you sort of sculpt it with that. Mm-hmm. Then it would be cool. If you maybe um, have different sizes and shapes of melons, because you've got like cantaloupe melon, yeah. honeydew, the watermelon, mm-hmm. um, you could possibly kind of use those shapes to make something. You make a sculpture which shows the harmony of all the melons living yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's about how um, turtles, pigs, elephants, and tortoise should get along yeah and the ants mm-hmm. but not the cockroaches <laughs> but not, not the cockroaches everyone but the we cockroaches already gave them a mold sculpture one more they want <laughs> <laughs> okay and what about professional cheese sculpture sculptor <laughs> um be a professional cheese sculpture <laughs> what would that entail first could it be cheese that's the criteria yeah it's gonna be made out of cheese i think baby bells would be good for sculpting oh that's true mm-hmm um, would you also mash it up, or would you use different colours of cheese? You use, like... Ooh. Ooh. You use, like, baby bells, but, like, you also use the wax. Oh, and, like, okay, like, yeah. Like, you, you, put, you glue them together with the wax. So it's a so nice it's kind 100% of... it's 100% baby bell. Oh, colour combination kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like it, I like it. What animals could you make with that? Or structures? Anything. Anything. But cockroaches. Just yeah. make anything you want. Yeah. Not them. Not them. Not them. <laughs> Okay, which one do you think is real? Melon, cheese, or mold sculptor? I don't know what mold sculptor entails, but I don't like it. So okay, I don't want it to let's be real. cross that off then. Um, the other two seem kind of realistic, but I'm going to go with melon. I'm sorry, Louis, it's cheese. No. <laughs> I don't want the melon one to be real. No. You can make it real. You can okay, make it a job. I'll do it. Great. Well, I pitch numerous flawed business ideas to Louis, and he has to decide whether they are still worth investing in or if I've completely ruined any kind of profits. Okay. And today's theme of dreadful investments is stationary. Okay. Have you got a favourite piece of stationary? My rubber, because I make so many mistakes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start off with pencils with 90 degree bends. 90 degree bends? So yeah. So it's like a flexible pencil. It's not flexible. It's, it's not flexible. It's definitely rigid, but it's, it, oh. it's just like a... Oh, so it's like an L-shaped. Yeah, an L-shaped pencil. Oh, I thought it, I thought it could go like ninety degrees. You know, it could like, like you could bend oh, it to fit. Like, yeah, I don't know okay. Why you'd want that, but we could do both. Let's start with the bendy one then. Um, so, what's good about a kind of rigid, bendable one? Because I don't know. I don't. That's that's useless. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't have made that. <laughs> what about just the normal 90 degree one um it's also pretty useless yeah i don't know maybe if you want to look straight ahead but also write down yeah you can kind of do that yeah so you would be so like like you copy people like you're looking up and oh you're yeah looking at other people's answers but at the same time you're writing you can write by sliding <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure that is actually adding any efficiency no, I don't think so. maybe you could also write around corners or draw pictures around corners without being there 
<laughs> so if you are like a spy, if and, you're a ghost, if you're a ghost, but also have the access to ninety degree pencils, you can put a piece of paper around a corner and write on it. Yeah. But also not be seen. Yeah. Nice. Sharpening. Would that be a problem? Um. Maybe I have to get a ninety degree sharpener. So like you put you put the pencil in, and it yeah. just has like a bend in it. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. If you sharpen it enough, it will just turn into a regular pencil. So your ghost activity <laughs> is limited. Only half your life with this pencil, you're allowed to be a ghost. The other half, you have to write normally. So really, it's kind of um, making you think carefully about your ghosting options. Yeah, you don't want to use it all up at once. Nice, I like it. Investment, no investment. Investment for the ghost community. Why? No. <laughs> ghost community. Louis, it's awful. You're going to lose all your money. Ghost community. It's a big audience. <laughs> you just don't know because they're ghosts. <laughs> what about meter long pens? Yeah, I like it. You have to stand really far away. Yeah, but maybe it's like blind drawing. Yeah, okay. But not really blind. How is that useful though? Because it's like to test your, your art skills oh okay Mm -hmm. so it's like training like how people go up to them in the mountains and run Mm -hmm. and then they come back and they're super good at it Mm -hmm. it's like if you use a one meter pen go back to regular pens if you can be like pinpoint precision and like you can't really see it that well Uh uh-huh with that pen then when you come back and you can see it then you're gonna be good yeah i like that from a long distance away it would also be very sensitive so you wouldn't have to do as much work yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that'd be good for very lazy people. Like myself. Yeah. You'd only have to move it like a very... Move your yeah. hand like yeah. very slightly. Would it like increase in like width or just length? <laughs> I, I was thinking like just length. like it would be like prone to snapping. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What might be the use of that? If you're really angry at people but not very strong. <laughs> you <laughs> you can... just snap your pencil yeah. and it's like... It's, like, sharp at the end now. I was thinking more just, like, a demonstration of your anger. Oh. Were you making <laughs> no, no, a weapon? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, okay, sorry. nice. <laughs> just sharpen it really hard. <laughs> I mean, like, if you break it, then it's got, like, uh-huh. bits of wood sticking out. You've got, like, yeah. splinters. It also doubles as a marshmallow roaster. Yeah. If you're, like, in an office. You could use it, like, as a kebab. But, like, <laughs> while it's a kebab, you're also, like... Writing. <laughs> write your documents down. Yeah. It's for kebab shops. That also need to write down the order yeah. numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Investment, no investment. Kebab shops are a big thing right now. <laughs> Invest. <laughs> <laughs> what about rulers made from brie? As in the cheese brie? Yeah. Um. R- okay, rulers. I, was th- I don't know why I was thinking, like, monarchy rulers for some reason. <laughs> I was like... Oh. The queen made out of brie. <laughs> It's like um, the wax museum. Yeah. But cheese. Ooh, but it's a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Okay, like stationary ruler. Oh, I get what yeah, you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Why are you displaying a ruler yeah. in a wax museum? <laughs> <laughs> in a cheese museum, actually. In a cheese wax museum. <laughs> it's made out of wax, but inside is real cheese. <laughs> It's just an outer baby bell of wax. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a baby bell is. The babies of wax monarchs? Yeah. <laughs> of cheese monarchs with wax coverings. We digressed a little bit there. What were we doing? I don't know. Rulers made from brie. Yeah, I don't like brie. I've never really had it, but I don't like it. I think 
the point is more of a snack, as in it would be horrible to draw lines with because the brie is so flexible. Yeah, but but the whole point of a cheese ruler, mm-hmm. everyone knows, is that like it's like like you get it purposefully too long. Like oh you yeah, get like a meter one so that you know you can eat seventy centimeters of it uh-huh. and still have a thirty centimeter ruler. That's the whole point. If it's debris, no one's gonna want to eat it anyway. <laughs> so is that no investment? Yeah, perhaps. Good. I'm kind of glad you saved your money after the pencils. <laughs> the cheese market degrees. is big. I'm investing. <laughs> cheese is big right now. <laughs> Rulers can measure how big the cheese is. <laughs> Fingernail-sized paper. Again, with the precise pencil work. Okay. So that's even more precise. (laughs) So also maybe if you're doing very small postcards, um, it's like the size of a stamp almost. Yeah. So you can fit a lot in. You can fit like, like you could put a postcard within the stamp. So you get two postcards in one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like it's a very small postcard because it's like the size of a fingernail, which is about the size of a stamp. Oh, yeah. But, like, you write the postcard on the stamp. So then you've ah. got, like, a postcard on the front. Yeah. And when you open it, there's a postcard. <laughs> so, it, like, it's uh, it's two for one. Yeah. And maybe also, instead of sending one postcard that's, like, postcard size, mm-hmm. you could send a bunch of fingernail-sized paper postcards. Mm-hmm. And then the postman just kind of sprinkles it down on the recipient. <laughs> yeah. Just goes, like, here. He goes in the house. Have your many he postcards. Doesn't, he doesn't put it, like... Through the letterbox. No. So it like goes in the house and then sprinkles. It. Yeah. Because if you put it through, it would just be mistaken for random pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that's thrown on them, they know. <laughs> they definitely know because they've got the messages. Yeah. You need like a magnifying glass to read anything. Yeah. Maybe it's for people who really like magnifying glasses. And want to save the trees at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And want to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's for telescope enthusiasts that want to <laughs> read each other's messages. From a long distance. Yeah. Well, you would only be friends with one person, and that one person would have to be either really high above you or really low below you. So you'd have, like, a straight view. Yeah, yeah. To them, yeah. Investment, no investment. The people with telescopes who want to save trees and they're very high up <laughs> above each other, community is very big right now. Uh, Louis, that look, is just look, a blatant look. lie. I am in marketing. I know. I know what's big right now. <laughs> Louis, no. <laughs> <laughs> Since no. when have you been in marketing? <laughs> Since now. <laughs> Since I chose to at this very moment. Because mm-hmm. I knew how good I was at targeting audiences. Well, I knew that ghosts were big, so they hired me. Uh, uh, no, I don't invest, actually. Okay. Yeah. What about double-bladed scissors? Double-bladed, so it's like four, yeah. four blades. Four blades. It's like, a, I don't know, maybe maybe you want to do like symmetrical cutting. Okay. And you can cut two pieces of paper at once, but like yeah. symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> if you want to cut two pieces of paper at 90 degrees, you yeah. do that. Maybe for making, like, you know those snowflakes that you make at Christmas? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could probably make those a little bit easier. Yeah. Could we get a hair-cutting application for that? Maybe maybe if you want to get, like, a mohawk type thing. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, pointed up. Because if it's okay. 90 degrees, yeah. it'll cut, like, a triangle type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you want a triangle mohawk. Yeah. It's more of a square on your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe if you want to put your hair in pigtails and then cut that, and then it's even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, investment, no investment. 
no investment. Okay. Yeah, okay. I invested too much in the ghosts. I don't have enough money anymore. <laughs> I put all my money in ghosts, man. Yeah. They don't even turn up. <laughs> we can't even see them. And when we do, they don't pay. They can just run. <laughs> what about voice-activated calculators? So, so does it recognize your voice specifically? Or let's say like, no. If you have a voice, you can get the calculator. Yeah, let's say it recognizes everybody's voice at the same time. I feel like if people have calculators they probably also have a voice yeah but it's more about other people interfering with your calculations by shouting numbers you over you. <laughs> why would you then buy that <laughs> maybe you buy it for a friend so you can interfere with their or calculations maybe, maybe you buy it and then while other people in the class who are smarter than you know the answer say the answer out loud it goes in your calculator oh yeah i kind of like that yeah do you think like the voice activation part would be hard um the people who make them are very talented Mm -hmm. they're also known (laughs) for their 90 degree uh pencils Uh uh-huh you may have heard of them and their big breed calculators Mm -hmm. they're actually french yep (laughs) (laughs) big breed calculator you calculate how big brie is yeah it's very specific. It's only one button and it just yeah. says Brie. <laughs> and there's a standardized number for Brie, but they can never remember it. No, so they need a calculator. Of course. <laughs> it does no calculations. <laughs> a one button calculator. Mm-hmm. Is that better or worse than the voice activation? The Brie formula. The Brie formula. Brie is equal to Brie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's not as good. Because uh-huh. I think I think voice activated is better because you can still other people's answers. Yeah. But like without them knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then if people run past you and just shout numbers, as happens to me in my life all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going down they any kind of workspace. You just shout their favorite number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this not how workplace interactions occur? Yeah, it is. They just say your favorite number. Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, it's kind of like you might get the right answer. You might get like some random number. Uh huh. It's barely getting it wrong. What if it says it out loud and then it goes back into itself? I feel like that's a flaw. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for um, iteration. Good for iteration. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, right. Okay, investment, no investment. No investment. That's a real shame. And finally, erasers that burn paper. How does it burn? Like, the friction? It's yeah. It's got so much friction it sets on fire. Exactly. I mean, if you wanted to erase the whole page, I guess it's a lot quicker. Uh-huh. It's like you don't need a shredder anymore. But wouldn't you just get a new piece of paper? No, but it's kind of fun to set it on fire. <laughs> if you really hate what you've done, yeah, uh, you can just erase a bit of it and then it all goes in flames. Mm-hmm. For important maybe government documents, would that be good? Because it's, be- it's better than a shredder. It's like shredder but cooler. Mm-hmm. And also oh, yeah. portable. And also bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little price to pay for a very, a very good tool. Would that be better or worse than... Tipex that is acidic <laughs> and burns through the paper. Uh, I actually kind of like that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you're investing that, but not the erasers. Yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go for that. What could you do with uh, the acid Tipex that you couldn't do with the burning erasers? Well, the burning eraser kind of like just gets rid of the whole page. Yeah. But like, because like when you erase normally, it's like it's gone, but like there's like a faint outline. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah with the tipex thing it's like there's just a hole where it was because it burns through yeah yeah all right well that was dreadful investments thank you for listening it has been an absolute pleasure and i really do hope you can join us for the next episode of spicy times that was so formal thank you <laughs> i really address